Hello, and welcome to Caffeine Co-op. My name is Zach. And I'm Brandon. And uh, for those of you just joining us, welcome. We are a video game podcast uh, for news and just modern uh, current information going on for video games. And for anyone fan of my show or my channel, Caffeine Co-op is not new, but this is the first podcast because we are uh, we started Caffeine Co-op as a Let's Play on YouTube, but due to personal life changes. Uh, Brandon and I aren't exactly in the same area, but thanks to the internet, we're able to still talk and communicate. And so we decided to take this into the podcast area. I, I think it's a logical next step, especially for us awesome yeah. millennials. I think that's that's the best way to put it. We're, we are far in terms of actual distance, but we are close in, in our hearts. In our hearts. Well said. Love it. um so what you been playing so brandon what have i been playing uh i actually just been playing i'm just gonna keep repeating the segment (laughs) over and over again just to interrupt you just just segment repetition repetition (laughs) exactly that's what people say is that like the most important part of the first episode you your audience needs to know what segment they are talking about says brandon to zach also repeating our names to make sure people know we are people and we'll uh, pretend like everything is scripted and just read it like zach says and then i said this <laughs> that is a great point i zach. think i think it's logical i think we're it's, it's yeah. very logical uh but yeah, brandon I have, uh, so recently, I just beat last week, fan, uh, I, I almost said Fantastic Beasts. I, I don't even know why I said that. But uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I've had that since, it came out in 2016. I didn't get it till 2017, but I just beat it last week in 2019. Nice. Uh, um, that's, a, yeah. that's how long the game is, yeah. It's right, that long. right. It, it, I, I mean... And also, I mean, it, it's really great they've been able to get to this point. It's the 15th, uh, 15th game in the sequel. 15th uh, actual fan, Final Fantasy game. No, it's, none others. Just 15 of them. There's yeah. just 15 of them. There's nothing just, else. Just those. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no sequels, no prequels, no crossovers, no, no, no fighting games. No, Tactics no. game. Yeah. And usually production's like really fast too. Like they announce it, and a year later it's out. Like Spielberg style, just like (laughs) boom, 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 knocking them out one one after another each year. We we, episode one, all valid, all uh, (laughs) all validity of us just lost. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I do realize it's it's been a lot of just like first episode us shitting on on the first game we talk about. Not the best impression for like people who are just tuning. And it's not that I disliked it. I actually I did like it. I, I, yeah, it, it, I just it, like making fun of things that other people like because I'm a monster. Because it's just down it's, inside. Hey, hey, it's it's fine. It's fine. We like to have fun here. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the game? I was good. Uh, I actually funny thing is that I enjoyed the gameplay a lot. Uh, I thought the story was good. It was slow at first. Picked up the pace really well. And right. uh, it just kind of hits you in the end, which was very interesting, oh, wow. like very fast ending. Um, the the last they, they they had the game separated by chapters. The last the last two chapters, gameplay wise, was not all there. It wasn't great. The story was good, right. um, and mm-hmm. like the 
game as a whole was very good, but right. but the last two like chapters, I didn't like the style of the game. But like like huh. I said, as a whole, I liked it. Definitely worth playing. Um, uh, especially now, it's you probably get for like twenty bucks. Sure, go right. give it a shot. That's pretty good. Trade it in when you're done. For yeah, <laughs> for like how long the game? The game is pretty long from as far as I remember. Like I remember hearing, it's a pretty good. Maybe like for an RPG, especially like pretty good, like maybe like 50, 60 hours or so. Yeah, you can. I know. I think I beat it in like thirty. It said something like that. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, I know. There's still like dozens of hours of side stuff I didn't even touch because I was just right. at this point, you know, two years, three years after it came out, and I'm playing it. I'm like, I just want to get the story done. Right. So that was it, that was it. That was my mindset. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to approach it too, especially with a game like that where you can go. Uh, uh, I don't know if this would be considered a spoiler, but after you're finished the main quest, are you able to go around to like the side quests and yes. all the other stuff afterward? Okay, then through the that, through the good. means that's of magic, nice. it's it's everything's possible. Right, um, and that's that sounds funnier than I mean it to be, but like it is like a like a, a magic. You just it lets you go back to do everything over again, so it's very cool right. because. Like reminds me of in The Simpsons where th- they're asking Lucy Lawless about this one episode of Xenia and how this particular plot hole happened, and her answer is, uh, "It was a wizard." And it's like <laughs> they keep trying to interrupt her. Is like, but what about it was a wizard? It was a wizard. It's like, oh, okay, and it's I feel like that's how that's how I took it. Your response is like, it was like, how do you continue after the main quest? Wizard because of magic. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, sense. that's pretty much a fair... And again, this is not <laughs> ratting on Final Fantasy. I am a JRPG Final Fantasy fan. But that's pretty right. much a fair assumption, is if you're going to do something, magic is involved in the reason. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, it's like, you it's, don't have to... You just, there's no, you just accept it. Put too it's much magic. On there. It's yeah. just magic. <laughs> just let it happen. So I was curious. Uh, what would you say, and this might be a tough question offhand, but uh, have you played many of the other... Final Fantasy games? Uh, I've played a few, a share. Um, I've played 7. I never beat 7 um, because mm. it was on the PSP. Back, like, I got a I got a download on my PSP back in the day. Right. And through... Uh, I had, like, an issue. My PSP broke or something, and then I couldn't get access right. to my account. So I never beat that game. So I, I, I keep debating whether or not I want to beat 7 or wait for the remake that's never going to come out. Um, oh right, yeah, the remake <laughs> of uh, Final Fantasy VII in 2029, 2025 on the PS3. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also played Crisis Core, which is one of my favorite games, right. and that was a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Um, I played the two Dissidia games, which were the Fighters. Uh, yeah. They're pretty good. They're uh, the first one on the PSP was better. I was a big PSP kid, um, but yeah, I I, I like. I like that stuff. Obviously, awesome. for people who yeah. know me, huge Kingdom Hearts fan, but that's not Final Fantasy. It's a little oh, really? different. A little different. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about never. It's just Kingdom Hearts it's just a, it's just a thing. It's just a game. That's all. I was gonna say in our chat right now uh, on on Discord, I have a GIF that's been playing for the last <laughs> like half an hour of uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Are you it's kidding? That GIF has been playing for like how old is it? It's it's been playing uh, since September. September. <laughs> Yeah, it's just every time I open Discord, I just see the gif of Sora on the train. 
I have no idea what's happening, but I'm like, this looks pretty fucking cool. It's great. That's definitely it's. I just keep watching, and I'm like, you know what? I get the point. I, I finally understand it. Yeah. I yeah, right. I won't. I won't go too far into it, but I did play and beat <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three. I have uh, nice. successfully played and beat that uh, within the first week it came out in January, <laughs> and uh, that was a good game. We'll just leave it at that. Well, maybe that's an, a topic for another day. But that was good. Yeah, too. we can we can come back to that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm Is sure. There a, a lot of stuff uh, still left to do in Kingdom Hearts. Um, I've done a lot of it, but there is still stuff I want to do. So I have not platinumed okay. my trophies on three on Kingdom Hearts three. So right. there is still stuff to do, and I will do it because I, I I'm a big I'm a big believer in when it's a game that you love like fully love you gotta platinum yeah it. you gotta try oh yeah yeah like I I have it's, not platinumed yeah. many games I think I've I've done like three maybe two right I know one of them was Spider Man. I got it. Nice. I, I did that. Still got to do that. Yeah. Um. That was good, and I forget. I I, I forget any others to be honest, because it's like they're that few. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's a very right. tough thing to do, and that's Kingdom Hearts Three is definitely one that I plan on doing. And it's it's tough when it's a game that is, it's either very punishing or you're just not super into it, and it works when it's a game you're enjoying in the first place. And I think that's like probably the easiest, uh, the easiest um, ones to actually plant them when you're already very committed to it in the first place. And then you you also enjoy playing it in the, in, uh, for, in, in terms of the gameplay as well. That's like probably the most important part. Agreed. So anything so, else you've been, you've been playing or should I, I I'm going to leave it at that thing? and ask Brennan, what have you been playing? Oh no! On the spot. Uh, on the spot. Uh, video games. Hi, hi. I play them. I t- totally. I know. I play uh, Super Donkey Kong all the time. I mean, God, we're damn it! Uh, <laughs> I'm such a fake ner- nerd boy. Yeah, everyone's gonna know now. No, I've been. Uh, it's funny. I've actually been playing a little bit of Super Mario Brothers three on my 3DS through the use of virtual console it's fun just having it every once in a while just like play a few levels get super mad and then not play it for like four months on end i feel like that's me with most classic mario games yeah it's something like i'll binge mario for like a 10 hour period and just rage quit fully (laughs) just done i think that's pretty much how it it's pretty much i totally understand as much as i love those games they're also like kind of jacked at some points like i i've been trying to play through all the old 2d mario games like the first one not too bad pretty pretty rough in the the second half of it like it gets not in, in terms it's still quality gameplay but the actual difficulty is like a little bit cheap in this way that i'm like i'm gonna break my goddamn 3ds in half <laughs> at some point like smash it over my knee and and then i played through two which is fine as a game uh it's a game not great as a mario game i would say <laughs> uh it's you know the whole the whole history of it being it was a doki doki panic originally and then reskinned as super mario they didn't like take their skin and put them on like mario characters oh, that's and just, right like, i remember rip it off now. and just like like Hannibal Lecter had just like just just Mario uh, he, he's standing in the corner just like just uh yeah just 
<laughs> just turns around. But yeah, I've uh, I've been trying to play through all the t- uh, all the two D Mario games and realizing, man, I really like those three D Mario's instead. That's been a big part of it. Yeah, and I still enjoy them a lot and want to keep going through them, even though like can sometimes be difficult. But excited, also kind of getting myself ready for super mario maker 2 in june i know that's pretty exciting i don't know when i'm gonna pick that up it definitely is gonna happen because it's gotta but yeah i still haven't picked up uh super smash ultimate or i guess that's just smash brothers ultimate right i don't know i think so uh i think yeah i think the, the switch was like the super switch smash, smash game excuse yeah, switch me smash. yeah <laughs> switch smash um, yeah, i still haven't gotten that one because i still play the wii I-, I liked the wii u one i know it wasn't great but I like it. Yeah. It's fine. It's so good. It does the still job. A great Smash Brothers game. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a lot better than the Wii Smash Brothers game too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I like the one a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, so it's me too. I want to get back to that game, uh, especially for Switch Smash. But I'm gonna wait until they, they announce. Uh, <laughs> uh, finally, Goku will be a part of it. And right. Uh, then I'll, I, then I'll get I, back to it. Yeah. Goku getting announced as as one of the what are, they're going to be five, right? And they've only announced one of them so far. I think so. yeah. I, I think it's I'm just I'm, been Prime Plant and I think Joker from Persona Five. Right. Yes. I'm I'm saying it. I think they're gonna have. I I fully I think I think uh, I think the demand for Goku is making it definitely a possibility. I I yeah. Unless someone has said oh, no, man. and I don't know this, I I think that's yeah. totally possible. Um, I think especially from how they talked about it and just the way it feels a little more an actual possibility now with especially with actually this is a good segue into Dragon Ball Fighters uh, Z um, that it, it's on the Switch as well but I've been playing it on the PS4. Oh cool. And it's great. It's the best. It's like a fighting game but with Dragon Ball Z characters and it's amazing is I it also... all dragon ball z characters yeah so it's like uh okay. uh injustice where that's all dc like it's all one brand yeah yeah it's uh all one brand there is some there are some characters from dragon ball super uh but not in a way that's like is uh that kind of breaks the game like there isn't uh something where it's like Dragon Ball Super, and it's like this random character you see for like two seconds. It's like it's like actual characters you would want to play as, and stuff, which is really gotcha. cool. Um, gotcha. Now that they've been releasing a bunch of DLC content at this point, so they have like nine Goku's that you can choose from <laughs> if you want. Well, of course, like, there's got to be. You yeah, know, you can't just stick with one. You need all the Goku's. Yeah, just uh, everything. All. Yeah, and it's it's, it's good tie-in for my original comic. Uh, all Goku's. It just it's all all Goku's all the time. All Goku's. just fighting and hanging out. I like it. Uh, thank you. But yeah, so Goku's got to be the villain too, right? He's the, he's the everything. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, come on, like who who wouldn't uh, who wouldn't <laughs> have thought it? Like who? Uh, yeah, of all people, it had to be him. In a in a, a world of all Goku's, all Goku's are the villains. Oh my god, that's the way, all Goku's Blow all the world. Mind. That's the thing. <laughs> that's Blow the, mind. Yeah, that's the. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing that, and it's it's great. It's also making me have a little bit of an itch for I want to get a a fight stick, like a arcade like fighting game, uh, uh, like fight pad with a. With oh, a okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I've been I've been kind of uh, eyeing that up a little more than I probably should. Uh, <laughs> not like some of them. I'm like, I was like, maybe I'll idly look up how much they are, and then immediately they're like, they're two hundred dollars, man. I'm like, I'm gonna head out this way. I'm gonna sneak out the back. <laughs> I'm gonna stare uh, at you sorry, from guys. the window and decide for like a month whether <laughs> this is gonna happen or not. Just touch the glass, like, oh, maybe one day, yep. like I can. But uh, there's one that's like fifty bucks. I might. Might get in the meantime. There you uh, go for a, a little game, a little indie game called uh, Mortal Kombat 11. It's oh, oh, so. there it is. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. Yeah. Well, on that, since that's going to be coming up soon, why don't we go into our next portion here? Uh, because we're going to talk about the game schedule. So every month, so this is the April podcast. We're going to be releasing this for April 2019. And we're going to talk about the games coming out in that month. And this month being April, we're talking about the games in April. I think I said April the perfect amount of times. I think you did. I think you did. Uh, April. So, let's get into it. Uh, April 9th. <laughs> I, I, okay, disclosure. The giggles, dis- disclaimer. Um. I am going on a schedule. Like I, I'm going. I look at the schedule, and I'm going to say every game coming out that I see, and we're gonna. And like, if it's a thing, that's great. If if it's a game that I don't know or care about, that's just it. We'll just mention it, and move on. Just pass. So yeah. on April 9th, we got Zanky Zero: The Last Beginning. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> my, my Zanky boys, you know what's up. All the, all the Zanky heads in the audience are definitely going going wild right now. They don't want about. I, know, I hear you guys. I see you. I see you. Uh, we're yeah. Uh, so we'll, we're gonna recap most of what happened in. Uh, it's like he had. Uh, I can't remember the full title. It's like he had uh, six hundred thirty-five days over uh, five uh, Zankies. Oh uh, my god! They, I think- <laughs> have you have you have you moved the, to Zackies? Are you saying Zackies now? Because I-, I I think I lost the word. <laughs> As soon as Just, I said, I thought you were gonna. Zanky? My my first thought was Zanky Zero: The Last Beginning. Well, that's obviously a sequel to Zanky Zero: The First Beginning, right? Like, <laughs> they had to get that one in first. They were like, "Wait a minute, we can't just go right to." I can't remember the title. Yeah, can't right. Can't right to that. Even, all right, do the preamble. So, I don't even know. So, what you, and what I is refused the title again. Zanky Zero: Last Beginning. Nice. Okay. Zero and I refused to look it right. up because yeah. Yeah. I I mean. I don't want to know. I don't. I, I, I really don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, that's April 9th. <laughs> April 11th. On Zanky Zero. <laughs> Zanky Zero. April 9th. Pick it up. Day one. Uh, April 11th, <laughs> we've got Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Um, so, the thing I'm okay. seeing here for the first two games yeah. that we don't know, that I don't know. Brandon, do you know Earth <laughs> Defense Force Iron Rain? I, I actually, uh, I don't know that particular title i do know earth defense force overall really uh, i'm not too familiar yeah it's it's fascinating it's cool. i know it is a long-running franchise that is mostly mostly budget games where they will release them a little bit cheaper but you kind of know what you're getting into where they're they're pretty good but they're not really up to snuff of of as a triple a title where it's like yeah i'm, I'm gonna play this for a few hours and then that's pretty much it but it's been going on for a pretty good amount of time, I think since like early 2000s or so. That's neat. I just noticed that the first two games that I don't know both have a colon, like a subtitle. So right. we got something The Last Beginning and something Iron Rain. So it's it's pretty interesting so far. Yeah. Uh, but and, uh, cool. Uh, so April, I think Earth Defense Force is mostly you fight giant bugs. Really? I think. Are you, it, yeah. For real? 
Again, I know no, nothing. I'm, I'm serious. I, I think I could tell you anything right now. I'd be like, yeah, it's a dating sim. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Date, uh, it's yeah. actually a, a uh, spinoff of The Sims, oh. um, <laughs> and you're actually dating giant bugs. Oh, wow. Blows your mind. Yeah. Just re- really coming out of the gate with that. They The kicker they really the is it rains yeah. iron. Because the is subtitle was Iron time? Rain. Oh, I, I thought that was a new title. I was like, did I just black out for a few seconds there and not, not hear, like... I was, you took me by surprise. I had no idea what's happening. Oh, for a God. Second there. Off the rails. But yeah. All right, so April 11th, Earth Defense Force, good, Iron I'm Rain. Good feeling about the next one. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, the next one. So, next one, uh-huh. next one's actually not nonsense. Well, I oh, mean, that's mind. debatable. But April yeah. 16th, uh, you got Final Fantasy X, the remaster, is coming to Xbox One and Switch. So, that's kind of cool. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Oh, uh, Final Fantasy? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh, the 10th one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, there we we know there's been a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that remaster is coming to Switch to... and Xbox. Nice. So that, April. That, that's actually a really great. Uh, that's a great platform for both of them, especially on the Switch. I feel like that's a great game uh, for the Switch, especially. It's just like you would need something like a really long RPG uh, on the Switch if you're, especially if you're traveling a lot. It's I nice agree. having a game you can just plug in for a while. I think it's a cool one to put on Switch as well. I'm definitely going to consider it. Um, nice. Being, you know, just you need that sword slashing RPG. Yeah. Um, I also heard, for anyone listening, that Final Fantasy X is actually a really good first Final Fantasy for people that never played the series. I've heard Damn. it's like like a good like segue. Like Again, you don't need to play any of them in order because they're not related. But like right. it's just that like it's modern enough that it's not crappy looking like the older ones but right. not archaic and yeah know, like and, at it and like uh i can't really tell what's going on right and like the gameplay actually still works and and i don't know what the hear, price so. is gonna be but assuming that it's a remaster on the switch it's gonna be cheaper than 60 dollars. i'm gonna guess right. like 30 40 maybe so that's neat. that's good yeah that's not bad yeah, so that's a thing that's a thing it's happening thanks <laughs> april 23rd brandon i think you might know this one uh citus alpha Oh, oh, they're Citus Alpha. I was waiting for Citus Beta, but uh, I don't know. I'll go with Alpha. It's pretty good, though. Not bad. I mean, they've been teasing it for a while. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of uh, <coughs> Citus Beta X. So, uh, oh man. Oh, so yeah, I'm, ba- I'm 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 ba- here. I'm playing it. Um, April twenty third has two releases. First one I have here is Citus Alpha. You've already said the best one. Like, what do we need? To- we don't even need to talk about the other one. Oh, okay. Because the other thing releasing on April twenty third is Mortal Kombat eleven. I, I mean, mm. if it's not that big a deal. I mean, I will say, <laughs> first choking. episode. I think we should. I have to take back some of my words. Uh, this is now transitioning into an apology video. Um, <laughs> I said some things I'm not proud of, and as part of the Mortal Kombat community, I just wanted to apologize, <laughs> and especially to Scorpion. I know he was very affected by it, and I apologize to him and his family for the remarks people have been telling him on Twitter. It's not appropriate, and we need to do a better job at honoring these ninjas. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I've, I've seen a lot of his YouTube apologies. So, uh, that know. looks good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how excited are you for Mortal Kombat 11? Over the goddamn moon. Like, I've probably watched that old versus new trailer maybe like 20 times at this point from the state of play yeah it's a 
great goddamn trailer. It is and a cool trailer. I really appreciate the way they use uh, hip hop, especially in the trailer. It's a really great like '90s song to start off with, and then they transition to a more modern aesthetic kind of song in it. And especially if for people who don't know, the whole uh, whole, whole premise of the game is that it is uh, in the future of Mortal Kombat, more the Mortal Kombat X uh, of, the, of, of the timeline of that. It was an offshoot of the original timeline, which they are now bringing in characters from the original game, but in their personalities. So it's a old meets new in terms of their personalities are way different in terms of Liu Kang. He used to be like the hero of the series. Now he, he's he been corrupted to being like a zombie like king, basically. Wow. Uh, there's Johnny Cage, who used to be very... Uh, trying to think right like he he was very elaborate in his look and personality and very kind of like he's pompous but he's kind of become a little more military and uh, actually caring about other people so and it's a really cool way of kind of having those 90s aesthetic with the hip-hop and just like a really great song and then it it morphs into this more modern idea of what it is but it i yeah to answer your question I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That. Sounds pretty. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. How long have you been? How like what's the development cycle for this been? I feel like it's been kind of coming out for a while. Like we're anticipating would, it for about a year or so. I would say it's actually. It's funny. Uh, I feel like it's been a good cycle of. They they didn't tell us it was coming out until around december really it was was that okay i thought it was i didn't mean it like it was too long trust me i know i know i know bad development cycles but uh i just (laughs) yeah i was just curious what the what what our anticipation levels at but it's been it's been good because i think they they hadn't talked about it for a while because they they didn't want to make it seem like oh it's taking forever and what has been happening is that uh since mortal kombat 9 came out they then did injustice 1 and it's the same team that was working on that. And so what they, they've been doing is kind of uh, switching off on properties where they did Injustice. And then they did Mortal Kombat X. And then they did Injustice 2. And then they're switching back to Mortal Kombat 11 with this. And it's it's cool, too, because it's been like a two-year cycle. Like, it's been about two years since Injustice. And they come out in which, uh, April every two years. And it, it, it really works because... Uh, and I think especially great is that they didn't really let on if if they were kind of come out this year. So they were kind of keeping quiet. They were like, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. And then they had a great trailer on the Game Awards in December where if people hadn't seen it, it's a really great setup where they have Ed Boon, who is the creative director of the series and kind of he's been pretty much there since, since day one with all the games that he comes out to present an award for like best racing game or something like that and they have this big uh hello brandon uh it pretty much comes like just crashing through and then they have the Mortal Kombat dragon and it lights up in lightning and then they show the trailer and it really worked because it was just everyone was hoping they're like all right what like when are we gonna see Mortal Kombat when is that gonna come out and when it finally does, it really knocks you on your ass and just takes you by surprise. And this way that I think is 
appropriate for a game like that that really comes out of the gate and just being like we're still here we still got it and like we may be an old franchise but we're still doing some really cool stuff oh it looks like games. it's it's perfect as like like it's made for the people that want it and it looks perfect for the people that want oh, it. oh yeah you know like yeah, like yeah. i i i like fighting games don't get me wrong like they're fun yeah every now and again i'm not a huge diehard by any means um but this does look fun I thought that last the uh, old versus new trailer looked fu- like a lot of fun, very very yeah. cool. I think yeah, I think it's gonna be something. I think it's gonna be something special. I'm hoping. I, I think in a lot of ways this is gonna be the last Mortal Kombat we'll see on this console. It, that's crazy. Generation. That's crazy to think. You're Which right. Nice. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Because that they're I, they're announcing next gen this year. It's yeah. that's wild. So they'll, they'll probably have. I'm guessing my. My prediction is probably that we'll, we'll get Injustice 3 around two years from now on whatever the PS5 and Xbox 2 I'm X2. X2, baby. X2, yeah. Xbox. X2. They're using Xbox One as a rebrand, and they're going to use numbers from now on. <laughs> X2. Xbox One, two. Yeah. I, I, so. I love it. But, I love it. Um, yeah, so. Did you actually... All right, last question, and actually unrelated, so I apologize, but... Um, well, kind of That's related. Okay. Did you play Injustice 2? I did. Did you like it? It's great. Good, good. Uh, they do a really good, great, great job. They've been doing a really great job with their storyline, uh, the campaigns especially. Uh, ever since Mortal Kombat 9, they've been doing a really great way of uh, presenting the story where they'll have you'll be playing as a character for one whole chapter and they'll kind of go through and be like, all right, I'm going to be playing as Batman this chapter and what they do is they'll have a cutscene and it'll kind of it morphs very naturally into a fight where he'll be talking to someone and then there'll be like conflict will come up and they'll decide like all right we're, we're, we're gonna fight now and then it'll kind of the camera will uh will, will like just kind of uh like shift to one side and be like all right you're in fight mode now and it works. It's and it's been they've been doing it for a while, and it works especially for injustice because you get a really great time with each character in terms of heroes and villains. So it's a lot of fun being like, all right, I'm gonna play as the Joker now, and I'm gonna fight everybody as that, and then you switch over to a hero, and it's a really great game overall. Like they're, I think they're 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 incredibly balanced with what they're doing with their uh, their fighting system, and it still feels different enough from Mortal Kombat so it's not like um, I'm playing as Batman but he's Scorpion with a like uh, new right. skin on yeah that's what I, I, I loved Injustice 1 I thought it, they did a great job I thought it was a very fun game and as you mentioned like Injustice 1 had a very good story I thought it was not lame yeah. like it was it was how, how do I describe it? it was involved enough that made me keep playing you know um, and I was right. very curious with Injustice 2 I just Again, never got my hands on it. That's all. Yeah, that happens, and you know, uh, and it's. I think it's. They should have the game of the year version out by now, um, which is probably kind of cheap at this point. If people are check it out, to kind of yeah, if uh, you're excited about Mortal Kombat 11 and want to get ready in terms of the fighting mechanics and style, ready, uh, fight, uh, play something a little different. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, that's always a possibility. Cool. And get a fight stick. Well, I'm and glad you're that uh, jazzed up about Citus Alpha. I'm, I'm glad yeah. it's going to be a good one. You know, uh, us, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I read the Mortal Kombat 11. My apologies. Oh, oh I mean, 
I mean, yeah, we can talk about Mortal Kombat if you want. Uh, <laughs> that's cool at all. I just, as, as, uh, <clears throat> I just says Alpha had, uh, you know, us you know, in the fandom, we really get a little bit uh, anxious about talking about it. So we go a little bit long on our opinions, you know, mm-hmm. We've been going on for like 30 years as a franchise. So we got to keep it fresh every now and again. All right, move it on. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is April 26th. And yeah. uh, this is, I know it's a big game, but I don't know enough about it to say more than that it's coming out. On April 26th, yeah. Days Gone on the PS4. Okay, um, yeah. I know that's, oh, wow. it's got a that's lot of, out. yeah, I, I know it's a big thing, and I know it's like actually got a following or whatever, but I just, right. I don't personally know enough, that's all. Um, yeah, it's been a very long development process okay uh, as far as i can tell in terms of just trailers because i remember seeing a trailer for it uh back at e3 for 2016 wow uh, and i'm not sure if like that's just how if it, if it was an early trailer and just being like here's some gameplay real quick and we were working on this for a while made a really long game like i don't know maybe it's like a 30 hour game that they've been really pumping a lot of time into but yeah. in a lot of ways I am I'm curious about it because I don't really know the full uh, identity of the game because it feels like it's trying to be a few different things where it's trying to be like, hey, we're a little bit of Last of Us, a little bit of Left 4 Dead with the amount of like hordes of zombies and a little bit of like here and there. And it's a difficult game to parse out what exactly they're going for okay but i'm still hopeful in terms of sony has really surprised me in recent years with their support of single player games uh and just their their campaigns i i gotta say sony's what they've been doing they're 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 um exclusives they're yes. exclusives that are single player campaigns are just and they're good. They're really good. Yeah. And like, like I, the Nintendo, well, Nintendo Switch is it has a plenty of good exclusives on its own. Um, but the Xbox One is a decent system. It's fine. It's good. Obviously, yeah. the Xbox One X has the better hardware. But right. there was just never any big push I felt towards it game wise. And I definitely think Sony's had that leg up this generation. Yeah, it's been a really different sea change in terms of how games have uh, shifted from uh, primarily I played on the Xbox 360 for the last generation I, I had a Wii but I never had a PS3 and there were some games I were was curious about on Sony's platform but never was enough to, re- to really get me to switch over Yep. but I've been playing on the PS4 for about three years now about around 2016 is when or the end of the end of 2016 is kind of when I was uh, finally got a, a uh, PS4 Slim for Christmas, and it's been one of the best consoles I've ever played on. And there's been really great exclusive for it, um, where especially in the last year or so, there has been both Spider-Man more recently and God of War that just really knocked it out of the park in terms of what they could do with a development cycle that was that long, but also with the support of Sony really backing them in terms of uh, a campaign 
uh, and single player experience that was kind of difficult to market it in this day and age because I know as as, as great as games are, there's always the online comp- components. Oh yeah, it's yep. hugely important. I mean, you look at like some, some of the biggest games right now, like Apex Legends, Fortnite, uh, always Call of Duty. Uh, there are huge online communities for that. And it's a tempting idea to be like, all right, we're going to have a team do a multiplayer uh, part of this game. And sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes it does. There's uh, The Last of Us is is going to have multiplayer. And I've heard really great things. But I don't think you could have had a multiplayer aspect in Spider-Man and God of War without it selling compromising. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's been uh, it's been really fascinating. I hope we get some more competition in terms of single player games in more recent years. I, in I upcoming agree. years. Yeah, that was yeah. that was perfectly put. Yeah, I, I fully Thank agree. Um, same same thing, same situation. Xbox 360 went to PS4. I hands down think PS4 is my favorite system I've ever had. Like really, I I That's just a, think yeah. It's it has so many things to offer. Like like yeah. the 360 was, I mean that's like that was in, during our point in our lives where it was like it was just a cool. It was a great system. It was revolutionary in games and all that stuff. And it's true. Absolutely. But like I just think the PS4 offers so much. Like it just yeah. Yeah. I just I just really like it. And it's crazy to think about like in a year or two we might be talking about the ne- like the actual next console we have to pick up and at this point it's funny cuz you know when you had 360 you're like okay I'm going to get I'm probably going to get the next Xbox and we didn't so like I'm sitting right. here I'm saying the PS4 is my favorite system am I going to get a PS5 or am I going to get an X2 you don't know I don't know we'll find out we're yeah. going to find out um but yeah cool I'm glad you actually knew something about that game so also coming out <laughs> on April 26th uh, not a video oh, game, yeah. but Hit worth me. noting is Avengers Endgame. Everyone should be oh, going wow. to see this movie. Everyone yeah. should be going to see this movie. First of all, first of all, we are both huge, huge nerds, and we're gonna love this movie regardless, right, Brandon? We're just gonna love. It. Of course, yeah. We're gonna love it. Even if it's just like, even they've been saying it's three hours. Even if it's like ten minutes long, and they're just like, we're just kidding. It's actually just like a real quick montage of the of all the movies up to this point you gotta wait two more years until the new movie i'd be like it's great i love it's it fine. it's my favorite movie of the year take my money give me I'd a bucket of popcorn and take my money yeah and <laughs> still see it nine times in theaters but the reason i really want to pressure is that anyone who listens to this anyone who, who clicks this and happens to get to this point in the podcast <laughs> i want this movie to beat avatar and titanic so badly I don't oh, wow, think yeah. it's going to happen. I really don't, but I really want it to. I yeah, I tough. I think so I think a third place right now is uh what was it? Top 5 if I if I recall. It's Avatar followed by Titanic followed wow. by oh, I can't remember. I, I know remember Jurassic World and Infinity War wow. are in the top 5. Maybe, um, uh so Force Awakens maybe I know that made a Maybe. ton of money. You know what? I'm just going to... But yeah, um, I know I'm going to be playing a game that uh, that day when Avengers Endgame is released. It's called uh, How Hard Can I Try Not to Cry? This entire movie. <laughs> right. Because I know it's going to get me. And as my friend has mentioned, uh, 
my friend Jerome, as he put it, it's going to feel like a really cathartic therapy session where you're just going to get like a good cry out of it and just being like, ah. like it's going to feel nice after. It's going to be tough at first. It's going to be like rough to get there. Mm-hmm. But then afterward, you're going to be like, ah, I, I feel better now. Like this is, this yeah. is how it should happen. I'm, I, yeah, I think this is, it's for the best. I'm pumped. And so I, I yeah. did look it up. So number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens. So good job, you. Yeah, boy. Four is Infinity War. Five nice. is Jurassic World. So yeah. I think, I truly think that Endgame could take at least three. I, I think it could take oh, yeah. Force Awakens. And respectfully, Force Awakens, all the respect in the world. Um, I'm shocked Infinity War didn't take it, but I definitely think Endgame will take it. I, oh yeah. I really hope it beats Titanic at least. I, I at least that would be pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. Crazy. I don't know. Do you yeah. think it'll get? How high do you think it'll go? So I think it'll at least make third. So I'm gonna say that that's my spot. I think it'll make between two point one and two billion dollars. Uh, um. So so let's say, say two point one and a half. <laughs> I'm. Gonna, I say it has. I I say it has its legs. In the summer, especially, we're gonna have like a bunch of people uh, who are super pumped for it, and also we're gonna have like the full summer for it to run through. Like, Infinity War went for a while; like that was out until like, like in theaters till like August or so. Like you could still see it. Yeah, when Ant Man was uh, was coming out at the same time, and I yeah, I think it's gonna have the full summer. There's gonna be a bunch of kids who are gonna be uh, out of school at that point, uh, or maybe like a few weeks until they're out of school, so they're gonna want to see it again and especially with like with the weather too it's like when it's like hot summer days like kind of want to stay inside and watch a three-hour avengers movie i definitely would i will i definitely am going I definitely to will. yeah i'm gonna try to at least see it like once a month like, that, that was would, gonna be, be my nice next question all right all right hold on <laughs> <laughs> so so money on the table what do you how, how much do you think it's making and then i'll go to that i'm gonna say 2.8 uh, 8 billion 2.8 billion that would put yeah. it in first place you, uh, you know, not, I'm I'm saying it, yeah. All First right, place. you heard all it here. Brandon top. Caffeine Co-op, two point eight billion dollars. Avengers Endgame. I'm all for yeah. it, dude. I'm all for it. I would gladly lose that bet. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Good. So, how many times do you yeah. think you're personally gonna see it? Uh, on the low end, at least. At least like three times, I think. So, because like first time is usually good for like, all right, let's see what this is about. I'm oh, you got it. Yeah. Away. Uh, second time is usually to like kind of absorb all the all the dialogue, especially because that's something I'll get I'll I'll get kind of uh, wrapped up into a movie and I'll forget to listen. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. I'll be like, well, especially too it premieres, you know, like uh, oh yeah, yeah, that first Infinity War showing, that first Endgame showing, I, I'm gonna be guilty of this too. So like, you can hate me if you want, <laughs> whoever you are. There's gonna be cheering. There's gonna be yelling and oh, cheering oh and God. yeah yeah and so you're gonna miss things just how like the first time i saw avengers i didn't know hulk said puny god because we were all laughing and clapping <laughs> when he beat the crap yeah. out of loki it's um, an amazing moment and that's and i think that's like something i especially love about when it's a, a premiere for a movie is that how wrapped up in the excitement you get and how much fun it is to really let yourself kind of be absorbed by that moment uh, especially, I know with with my brother Steve, when we saw Avengers: Infinity War, he was saying like he was pretty pumped when uh, Thor when he shows up in, in the third act. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but 
Also, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Go see Infinity uh, War. Oh yeah. my god, go see Infinity War. <laughs> well, Download it, please. Just watch it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. For for crying yeah. out loud, but it's it's great. It's and uh, and I think is and he was saying like he he really wanted to cheer at that moment, and it, and it's a definitely a great moment to cheer for because it's so, yep. uh it's so exhilarating, and I think there's gonna be a lot of those moments in Endgame. Uh, especially good considering how long they've said it is like three, three hours, hours long. I, I, yeah yeah i'm, that's I'm all I, for it man do it like they can make it five hours we get a hundred hours do it Give that's it to what me. i saw infinity war three times i saw it nice. one of those times was in imax i nice. kind of think it'll at least be three i don't know if i'll get to see an imax endgame uh, yeah, i actually don't know if tough. they announced it's gonna be an imax but um i don't think so no yeah so but i i definitely think three times i think just like you said you got to see it once you got to see you got to go see it to evaluate it you start dissecting yeah. it a little bit now oh, the yeah, movie yeah. i've seen the most in theaters i saw deadpool five times nice, nice. Five times that's that's my record right now i, I think my depending. most recent record is uh into the spider Verse. i think i saw four times did you really that's Maybe. amazing yeah that's I good. just got that on Blu-ray. Ah, uh, that movie nice. is oh, perfect. That movie is perfect. Um, yeah, I could. I think Endgame is gonna. So four, I think is my my. I have a couple tied at four. If I remember correctly, yeah. I might be spitballing it here. I think I saw Force Awakens, uh, Dark Knight, nice, nice. Um, yeah, and a third movie I can't remember. I saw four times in theaters. Um, but yeah, I could totally see Endgame. I, I think Endgame is gonna really depend on what actually happens. Like, yeah. Like, am I going to want to see it a thousand times or am I going to see it and just, you know, like, like you see a horror movie, you're not, your first instance isn't to go see it again. Right. You know? So we don't know what's going to happen in Endgame. Maybe it makes you sit down and you don't want to go see it again right away. Maybe yeah. not. So, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. You so, never know. I hope not. I, I, I know. I, I, I want to see it like eight times. I, like, think, I, I, yeah. I don't want there to be rules. I just want to keep going and yeah. going and going. I think at least three is like a safe guess for me, but I think like at most, probably five. I think that's a, yeah. It's it's pretty hard to warrant five times say, at twelve dollars yeah. this day. You know, yeah. uh, it's but it, it might takes. happen. You never know. You never yeah. know. But I'm excited. So April twenty sixth, yeah. Avengers Endgame. Go see it. See it legally. Pay your money. We need to get yeah. it to two point eight billion people. <laughs> Support Captain America. Yeah. Support Captain America. Hashtag, uh, where's the beard? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, believe it or not, wrapping up the game schedule for April. On April 30th, the last game is another Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac Age coming out on Xbox and Switch. I assume it's already out PlayStation. So, for any fans of that, you got another one on the 30th. Um, but that's it. I'm not even going to... We already did Final Fantasy stuff. I'm not even yeah. going to dive into it. Um, it's like, we'll, we'll probably end up doing... Final Fantasy stuff every episode probably be like, oh, another game coming out for Final Fantasy. Oh, I mean, like right on that spin-off. it's gonna come up again. <laughs> I, I can guarantee it's gonna come again later today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. So you got so your that is your April release schedule. Real quick rundown: wow. Zanki Zero, the last beginning April 9th, nice. April eleventh, yeah. Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, April sixteenth, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy ten, twenty third, Mortal Kombat eleven, and Citus Alpha. Mm-hmm. April 26th, Days Gone on the PS4. Also go see Avengers Endgame in theaters. And April 30th, Final <laughs> Fantasy XII on the Xbox One and Switch. Nice. So let's go to our video game news. 
I, I feel like there should be a noise here, like boom. But that's, right. <laughs> we got the news. We got the video games news coming. I just wanted. To, I just want like the sound of a baseball bat, like a, like or no, that's not even loud enough. Just like instead of like the soft little beep 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 beep, we're just doing a bam news. Ooh, scary. Scary. Scaring you. All right, so uh, Brandon, I'm gonna hit you with all the news, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we want to talk about. Um. So first, first soft news. I know you're not gonna really care too much, but hey, it's video game we'll related. Yeah. Uh, April 25th is the NFL draft, and uh, they're probably gonna have the Madden cover then. So for any any Madden fans, oh. hey, yeah, yeah. So hey, it's, it's video it's game related. Madden. He's uh, wait, there's new Madden. I thought like, like how many are they, are they up to now? Uh. I mean, I they just do it every fan. year. I think they just did like the anniversary, and I don't even remember what That's it true. was. Yeah, I don't it's even tough. remember. I definitely. Um, oh, it's gonna be, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I think they, they've been they've been they've been working on some good stuff recently. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of <clears throat> Madden Tactics, really. Uh, Madden <clears throat> Spirits Within was definitely a little bit of a change of course. <sighs> God. For, uh, Ugh. And Taste. especially. <clears throat> Madden Chain of Memories was a little, little tough too to get far. To. <laughs> it's I really like that concept of like like a GBA game you had to play between Maddens to understand the story. It's like I don't know what's going on. I, <laughs> I don't know how this kid got to the NFL. <laughs> just just Madden with a Madden with a keyblade, just like <laughs> like stand there and like I don't know if batting the football's way or catching them. We'll just make it work. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Madden, Madden, you might get a Madden cover this month. So I, I think I forgot to Do say this. My my news, my new, the news rundown. It's gonna be a wrap up of stuff that happened the previous month. So March, March news. Okay. Also yeah. stuff coming out in April that we know of. That's not like just a release. So like I said, we might be getting the Madden cover in April. Uh, so next thing, uh, March 25th was the PlayStation State of Play. It's basically PlayStation's new way of announcing games. Uh, very similar to the Nintendo Direct. Um, right. The games that they went over were Marvel's Iron Man VR, Crash Team Racing, No Man's Sky VR, uh, Ready Set Heroes, the Five Nights at Freddy's VR Help Wanted, Concrete Genie, and again, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, Brandon, you know did what? you see the state of play? I did not. Okay. Well, it was it was interesting. So like I said, those were most of the games. I don't think that was all of them. I think that was the main trailers and stuff they showed uh i do have a question about it yeah uh shoot. is concrete genie is that a game or just a great name for a band <laughs> i would see them if i saw if i saw a sign on that on like, like a coffee shop i'm going to like tonight i'm seeing concrete, concrete genie. genie yeah like that sounds pretty badass mm-hmm. i kind of, i like that they'd be they'd have some pretty good eps i would say like be like yeah that's pretty that's pretty into their first definitely album. at least a, a one-hit wonder for sure oh yeah yeah you know you got to see that but uh, yeah, so Concrete Genie uh, was actually interesting. Um, I don't, oh, I don't know if I would buy it, but it seems cool. Uh, very colorful. Uh, very vi- like, like vibrant, like uh, fluorescent colors. And the whole idea. I mean, there was like, uh, if I remember correctly, there wasn't any talking or anything in the trailer. But it was a right. single player, um, and the person was actually the best comparison. Did you ever see Epic Mickey, or like? I'm not gonna say you played it. it, but do you know the game Epic Mickey? I uh, I know I know of it. I must said I, I know him like we're <laughs> like we're friends. I know him. We hang out a lot. Yeah. But uh, okay, all right. Well, I'll backtrack here. 
uh, Epic Mickey is about like Mickey goes into the artworks and like paints right. things to life or whatever. Well, that's essentially that's what this is. Concrete Genie is about a kid, oh, wow. a no-named kid who is going through what seems like a small city or suburbs or something, and he's right. painting these buildings, and his paintings come to life. And there's wow. bad paintings, of course. It looks like, and he's fighting them with the good paintings. Um, as you do. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, you know, as you do. With Every time I go to a museum, so that happens, and gotta <laughs> smash up the bad paintings. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Uh, like I said, I don't think I'm gonna pick it up. Hold on. <clears throat> I thought you were. I thought you were getting some news in. You're like, hold on. Um, hold on. Getting breaking news. No, sorry, I was um, uh, trying to mute my mic so I could cough because there's something in my throat. But we're good. Um. No, it, it looks cool, like, especially, like, it's one of those things, like, you see a movie and it looks great, but you have no interest in it. Like, wow, that looks right. really good, but I just don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what this game was. This game looks very beautiful, but I have zero interest. Good luck. Um, <laughs> that's way to put it. Right? Like, so, so, I mean, I'm, that's what, I saw the Mortal Kombat trailer, looked cool. I, like I said, I'm not huge on Mortal Kombat, so, but it was a cool trailer. Um, Marvel was the, the Iron Man VR was what they opened with. And I got to say, right. that was like the biggest tease after getting Marvel Spider-Man last year, because it was like, <laughs> oh my God, like Insomnia is going to make an Iron Man game. But yeah. they're not. It's not Insomnia. It's, it's not an cool. Iron Man game. <laughs> it's just an Iron Man VR experience, I think, technically. Yeah. Um. And it just... Did you see that? Did you see that trailer? I did. I did watch it. It just yeah. looks like you see Iron Man's hands shooting at missiles and stuff in the air. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I I don't know. I was disappointed. I thought, like, I, cool idea, but I would have rather just a full game. Yeah, it's a neat idea for people who have VR, but it's not something I'm going to rush out to uh, support in terms of like, if, if I want to get a VR, that's not going to be like my number one. Be like, I got to get this so, right, right on my TV. I fully agree. But on that note, I will say, I thought the five nights at Freddy VR help wanted. That is something that's got me like, actually like, like licking my lips like do i want to get a vr really i i i am a i'm a big five nights at freddy's fan i think it's a fun series um and i love the goof jump scares of it and i love the lore the behind the scenes story that doesn't even like take front stage it's It's a it's pretty messed up weird story um and i gotta say this vr game it i mean it's it's a it's a ps4 game it's got more development and more graphic design than any of the original games do. Um, and it really? looks, and as a VR game, it looks kind of like terrifying. <laughs> I highly <laughs> recommend watching not the trailer, but the like gameplay clip that was during the state of play. It's okay. like you like creep around corners and you can see the animatronics running at you and looking at you right. or creeping at like it. I don't oh, know. That's... I just think it looks scary and that's all I need. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I just... Um, so, so yeah. I, I mean, I doubt I actually... I, like like I said, I would love to get it. I would love to get a VR. I don't have one right now, so we'll see. Right. But that did have me thinking, I would get a VR to play that. <laughs> That's... Yeah. I, I, I got to check it out now. That sounds a lot more substantial than i expected i thought it was gonna be like a uh, just a VR version of the, the original game or something like that. But I'm glad it's a... Uh, more 
actual experience instead of just uh, something that was thrown on there. Yeah, and that's what, like, like it is, it, from the looks of the trailer, it does look like you're going to be visiting the same places again, like, like the same bedroom or office or whatever, but, right. like, it's completely remade. So it's not like, it's not like right. you're seeing Five Nights at Freddy in your face. It's like you're actually in the office and you're actually the security guard. Right. So, I don't know. I like that. To me, and maybe, hey, hey, maybe that's just the fan liking it, but hey, I thought it looked cool. I thought it looked worth checking out. I mean, you're not saying, but you're just saying. I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, um, state of play, I thought was, alright. I thought their first yeah. state of play, I, I feel like um, Mortal Kombat 11 was probably their biggest thing. Uh, yeah. Which, is that an exclusive, like, to PS4? That is not. Uh, it's coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Switch, surprisingly. Oh, uh, that's cool. And, and PC, yeah. So so that's my thing, I think. Like, that was a great trailer to have, and I'm sure it cost them yeah. a lot of money, and that's why it was their oh, yeah. finale. But I just felt yeah. like there was a, la- a lack of, like... <sighs> okay, so the example I kept seeing was there was no Last of Us 2. I didn't expect Last of Us right. 2, but something, like, big, you know? Um, yeah, that's why. Like, it was okay. I, I definitely did not think it was bad. I think people are giving it way too much crap. Um, on on the yeah. internet, I think people are saying state of play was just terrible. I wouldn't say it was terrible. I think it was a little boring. <laughs> like some of it was better than others. It's definitely a starting one where you need to have this one out of the way, and then I think they'll kind of just understand what to do with uh, these kinds of conferences. And I think it was a great idea. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I think it's better, too, because you, you don't have to wait till E3. You can just be like, hey, we got some games we're going to talk about right now. Like, this month, here you go. So are you... Um, it might be every few months, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I fully agree. And I fully support this. I support Nintendo Direct. Uh, what are your right. thoughts on, like, how, how do you treat E3 going forward? That's a really good question and something I've been thinking about where I'm not sure what to think of it. And especially we're going to see a very big change in how things are run and who's actually going to be there, especially this year. Uh, as far as I know, I think Sony is not going to be there. Yeah, they they uh, correct. They said when they announced right. the state of play, that was their way of also announcing they will not be at A3. It was simultaneous. Wow. Yeah. I think that's that's a very fascinating change to have, and it's something we're going to see a lot in the future. Um, a lot of big companies, I think, are going to bow out and decide to do something a little bit different, uh, especially Nintendo hasn't really been at E3 that much. They usually just done like a direct either yep. before or after yep. in some way, which is perfectly fine, and I think we're going to have a way different way of interacting with with customers with companies like this part of me is excited for that because i think it allows for a more connected experience between these companies and their fans yeah it's not as exclusive as e3 feels exactly yeah and i think uh it's something that is going to change a lot of things about the industry it does make me a little sad because i do like e3 the the experience of watching all these press conferences and what happens. And a lot of times there's trailers I wouldn't normally click on to watch, but then it's like, it's part of the conference. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And it, 
usually pretty good. Like there's a lot of good stuff in there and to have it kind of fizzle out like this or morph into something else is both exciting and a little bittersweet at the same time. I like it. I mean, like I like your, your assessment of it. I agree. Um, I think a bittersweet is the best way to put it because yeah. I like it because it's the company can get directly to the fans. Um, yeah. As as someone who is not you know, uh, what is it media or whatever that I mean now technically E three is open but you used to only be able to get in if you were media right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you were just kind of like keeping an eye on the internet, like, okay, when did a conference happen? How do we find out? And I think it was leaning towards this when they started streaming events, you know, like, like they right. already were streaming everything. It was just a matter of in two day period. And I think that's also something I like about E3 is we almost treat it like, like a summer Christmas, you know, like, yeah. what are we going to get at E3 yeah, this actually, year? You know, like it's, it's a holiday. Yeah. Um it really is. So we unfortunately aren't going to have as much of that. Uh, I'm sure, but but then it's also it's like Comic Con now because it is Comic Con's always been open, right? It's always been open, and yeah. people come yeah. in and they have people present stuff or they don't present stuff. You know, there doesn't have to be a big reveal at Comic Con. Right. Um, and I feel like that's what E3 is going to turn into. You can have a big reveal, like you can have, um, uh, I don't know, what's something we've been waiting on. I don't know. Last of Us is stuck in my head. Let's say right. <laughs> that's what Naughty Dog. I think I know it's PlayStation, yes. but Naughty Dog. So let's say Naughty Dog right. was at E3, even though PlayStation wasn't. Maybe right. Naughty Dog still presents some information. So maybe there, it's not a trailer, but maybe they're there with information. You know, um, right. I, I like. I feel like it's just going to gear more towards a Comic Con style than the E3 it's been, and I think that's kind of a shame. But I don't necessarily think it's bad. Yeah. It's different, and we're going to see what that means for the future. Agreed. Yep. And change isn't isn't good or bad. It just is. Ch -ch -ch change we'll is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. These one David Bowie reference. Keep that. <laughs> you only get one. Keep that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Going. I think that's the best way to put it. Is it's not bad. It's not good. It's just change. Yeah. I, I think that was... Brandon, you've been... You put on beautiful. You beautiful mind, you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Cool. Big so yeah. uh, moving on, the next thing, Philadelphia. I don't know if you heard about this, the eSports arena. No. I uh, feel like. So, so Comcast, enough, you know, Comcast Company, um, who is the current owner of the Wells Fargo Center, home of the Philadelphia Flyers and the Philadelphia 76ers, the hockey and basketball teams, respectively. Um, it's a gritty's handler. No. <laughs> that 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 company Comcast has purchased a fifty million dollar uh, sports. Well, they're, they're building a fifty million dollar e uh, arena uh, for an esports team in Philadelphia. Uh, it's going to be the first arena of its kind for an esports team. Uh, wow. It's going to seat thirty five hundred people. Um, wow. Yeah, biggest biggest arena of its kind on the country. I think I saw. I don't think biggest of its kind currently. Something like that. I believe um, it. Yeah, especially for in this. Yeah, especially in this country. And then like, uh, I would say probably like Korea probably has like really big stadiums for like <clears throat> StarCraft and stuff like that. But especially in in America, I I definitely can believe that. 
yeah, so so I I thought that was pretty cool. I'm I I'm not a huge like I don't know much about esports. I don't know, but I, I hey, if I am home in Philadelphia, I can go see an esports event for I don't know twenty bucks. Sounds like fun. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, right. Like um, if I can see like a Street Fighter, uh, like a t- tournament or something along those lines, that'd be kind of that'd be actually kind of cool. Like exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty and... excited about this. Loving it. You know, home Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, it's and, and like I said, it was uh, it's being done by Comcast, so a very yeah. high legitimate company and very involved in the city of Philadelphia. Right, and especially for it's fascinating seeing them choose Philadelphia, especially for this because I feel like it's in recent years there has been a lot of change in terms of where businesses have gone. Because if uh, actually this is somewhat related, but interestingly enough, I've heard a lot about how restaurants that used that used to specialize in new york or chefs who are there it's just gotten way too expensive in new york so people have actually kind of gone to philadelphia instead because it's a still a really big city but it offers that high visibility in terms of people who are there and just the amount of traffic and especially with something like this i think that's a great opportunity for the city to bring in even more varied uh, people and experiences like this. I agree. I agree. I'm I I'm excited. I'm excited. I've never been yeah. to an event like this. Um, Me neither. But I I love the idea of Philly growing. Philly C- City of Champions right here. We're getting bigger and uh, we're expanding to video games, esports. That's that's cool. That could be cool. And it's gonna be right next to like the Xfinity Live Bar. So like you oh, know. Wow. You go go hang out, see an esports event. Go to the yeah. sports bar afterwards. Go to the sports bar before. Go to the, I don't know. Like it just, it's just it's gonna be a thing now. Like that's that's wild to me. That's it's yeah. something that you can think about. Like oh, yeah, it's Friday night. Let's go to the esports game. Which is that's gonna be nuts. Like man, gonna be like a bunch of bros hanging out and being just like gonna sl- slam a bunch of shots. Being like, all right, let's go see Dota. <laughs> yeah, let's go see, uh, <laughs> The new uh, new Dota match for that, yeah. yeah. Let's go see the uh, World Combat uh, uh, Championship <laughs> game. I wanna I wanna see them. I wanna see people being like super jazzed for like a very esoteric game or like very obtuse, like League of Legends uh, or something. Yeah, like, like yeah, something. Um, the frattiest yeah, rappers like, get ready to go see League of Legends, yeah. like the tournament. <laughs> yeah, boy, let's go see. Let's go see Tetris. Let's go see World <laughs> World Champion. Oh, Tetris. I'd see. I'd, I'd go Tetris. see the crap out of Tetris, man. I would absolutely. I mean, go there's see some, there's some videos of like uh, people who are like the best at Tetris. That is. Those videos are scary. They're, they're like, yeah, they're, especially and and the new stuff with the uh, the Nintendo the uh, Tetris ninety nine I think it is right. Yeah, yeah. Tetris is making a comeback. <laughs> Tetris Battlegrounds, yeah. Uh, it's it's good. I got up to, I got up to fourth place in Tetris ninety nine. Did I still you really? Won. Yeah. It wow. Got, nice. It got savage, man. I felt like Doctor Manhattan at one point because I was like. <laughs> You have to you have to watch the bottom screen and the top at the same time. It's like it's just like I can see all possibilities at once. You just have to like you just morph into this like uh, like master of time and space when you're getting to that point. It is vicious though. Like it is I my heart is racing playing Tetris. I, love I know it. how that sounds. I absolutely like, love I, it. I want to I want to be a part. I I want it. I want it. I don't <laughs> actually have the Nintendo online thing, but. I'll, I'll get in there. I'll get in there. Don't you worry. Eventually, yeah. So yeah, you esports coming to Philadelphia. I'm pumped. Brandon's pumped. I, wow. I'm loving it. I'm loving it a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, so a little soft news it. next. Uh, Brandon, if you want to take a little little bow out of this one. But for mm. MLB The Show 19, so MLB 19, um, this is actually very old at this point. But hey, hey, give me this one. Give me this one. Because <laughs> Sorry. Philadelphia Phillies' new Bryce Harper made the cover as a Philadelphia Philly. Very exciting Shit, stuff really? for us. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Bryce Harper was the great. Phillies' acquisition uh, past few weeks in spring training. Now the season's actually started, and he is on the cover of MLB The Show 19. Uh, so it's pretty ask cool. You a dumb question. Yeah, go for it. I didn't mean to text you this, and I wanted to text you this out of context, being like, who is Bryce Harper? Oh, Bryce, uh, Bryce what Harper. Position? Oh, wait, someone told me. Wait, no, I think my mom told me. He's a, he's a short. No, he's a second baseman. No, he's an, he's an outfielder. Outfielder, um, okay. And he is arguably one of the top, like, let's say he's arguably one of the top three players in all of the MLB right now. Wow. Um. Yeah, Damn. so it was a big deal. We got him. But what the best way that people were talking to me about it was he's not exactly, like, the best player in the game right now, but he's, like, right. the most well-known. Like, like huh. from a public point of view, right? Um, so he's very popular, and and it's it's been very exciting following him on the Phillies. Uh, right. So he played uh, they played yesterday, and they played on a uh, uh, opening day was Thursday. Yeah, I think it was I think Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, and he first of all he wore custom cleats with the Philly fanatic on him. Uh, oh my god! And he he's just he's jazzed. He's jazzed to play for Philly, and I love That's it. So I cool. love yeah. it. He seems like a genuinely uh, like a, a cool dude because he was interacting with Rob McElhaney, who plays Mac on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my yeah. god! The tw- the tweets between them it was yeah, amazing. That was adorable. I, that was great. It was amazing. I hope he makes it onto It's Always Sunny. I hope he does. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, they had, they had Chase Utley the one time. Yep. Uh, yep. time. That but that's great. I'm I'm really glad he seems like a great guy and a great addition to the team. And. Uh, yeah, super exciting. He's on the show for the like. He's he's on the cover. Yep, he's on the cover wearing yeah. his pinstripe Phillies jersey. That's pretty cool. Pretty sweet. That's pretty baller. Yep. Yeah. So so that's fun. Uh, last last bit of news. So it was actually pretty spontaneous. It was while I was writing the script on uh, March twenty eighth. Borderlands three trailer dropped out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I did, did. I don't know if you saw or know Borderlands at all. Um, I did. Uh, I did, I did watch the trailer. Um, I didn't watch the full press conference, but I watched the trailer. For, oh, I didn't know there was a conference. I just thought it was. Oh. It was uh, from what I've heard, it's it was a little a little sketch, a little rough. Because uh, the main guy, Randy Pitchford, he he likes magic a lot, and they they, they did like a like uh, like a ten minute, um, like setup for like a magic trick oh, that like God. didn't fully work. And oh, I was God. just like, oh oh no, oh God. like Sounds oh honey, rough. oh honey, no. Yeah, exactly. You like, ooh, maybe uh, he gets someone else to MC this. And I think at one point they showed the trailer, and he said the either the re- the reaction or the actual trailer, like the stream for it didn't really work. So he's like, just play it again. He made them play it like twice, oh, which like God. honestly, I would do that in a way that would just be more obnoxious. I would just be like, you like that trailer? We're gonna play it again, and just like play it four more times or something like that. I would right. be like the most obnoxious MC, but it was like. Yeah, it sounded a little like, ooh, that's a little rough. But the actual trailer, pretty damn good. That's, I like it. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. So I did not know that about the conference. So that's rough and a little <laughs> scary. But I thought like, the trailer wait. looked fine. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't know Borderlands great. I played a game. I played Borderlands 2, I think, once. Um, I had it. I didn't finish it. I eventually got rid of it. Um, but I know <laughs> it's, it's a fun, like, it was a fun game. Like, you know, like, yeah. it just, 
it's just one of those things you get too many games at once or whatever um yeah no it happens and but uh i just they seem great yeah yeah it is the definitely a you know very big series so i thought it was it just came out of nowhere i didn't know borderlands 3 trailer just dropped i was i was going through my youtube which recommended i was like oh pff, all right that's coming right. on the news <laughs> is it, yeah might as well yeah it's exciting i think it's gonna be a great one i hope we get it before the end of the year I think that'll be a great one. To yeah, have. That, it, that'll be interesting to see. I know the trailer did not have a release date, but they said they were going to have more news on April third. So we'll see. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. I, what I don't know. Is. That, like, there's a special reason. I I, I thought you were going to say something like national. No, like, I just, national, uh, uh, maybe I misread it. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I read. That there was no release date, and they said they were going to have more information on April third. So so it was like Wait. this was a teaser. They were just getting you pumped, and they were going to hit you with another one. April third borderlands 3 borderlands conspiracy 3. that's really it's just gonna be the release date they just it's drop it they just drop it right out of midair yeah, how, how dope would that be that would be crazy just, oh, here you go like yeah, like it's, it's not in stores do. but they just go yeah it's on all the it's on playstation store microsoft it. store nintendo network just go download it just do it now That'd be crazy i'm waiting for a big game to do that because that'll that'll skyrocket that uh digital copies and I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all for it. You t- you tell me wild. Kingdom Hearts six comes out today and it's <laughs> I just download it. I'll go download it. I'll do that right now. Like I be, I want a company to do that, and it'll if it's a series I don't even follow, I'll be like, all right, I'm doing it. Let's go get it. Yeah, download it just to see what it's like. That'd be uh, we're getting to that point. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Like real it's quick. gonna catch on. Yeah. It should. It really year, should. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that that was the wrap up for the news. Um, That's it. Yeah. Boom. Uh all right. So next up, uh Brandon. Oh is it time? Is it uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think in the distance I see do you see that Zach? It's like a weird kind of portal. Should we go in? Should we enter this portal? Of, uh, I'll I'll jump in. I'll jump in feet first. Magic portal, we just Where did we end up? We ended up in our flashback segment. Ending up in March of 1999. Now, this is the first of our segment for this. We're going to see how this works out. But I had this idea. I told Zach I wanted to do very quick summary of this. And I like the idea of video game history and what it means for the industry, but also in terms of games and for fans overall. And I had the the idea that like if you look back uh, 20 years ago, you'll see the idea of cycles happens on video games where we'll get one game and then over time we might get, get a reboot or sequel over time and happens again and again. And for this, we're going to be looking at March of 1999, taking all the way back then for what do you think happened ba- back then, Zach? Yeah, March 99. Uh, I got nothing. 99 was a big year, so I'm excited, but I, yeah. I don't know what, what it, did, uh, did did uh, Mario Brothers come out on the PS One too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach, you stupid, stupid fool! Uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna insult you for the rest just, of the process. you moronic idiot. <laughs> you absolute loon! Uh, no, a, a great game came out. Um, we were both pretty young. Like, uh, sound, sounds like a war flashback. Like, we were young back then. We were young. We're not yet not yet men, but uh. I think a great game that I think I'm going to take a guess. I think we both had a lot of experience with was Pokemon Snap, March '99. 
that was a 99 title really yeah. that that yeah. that would if, correct me if i'm wrong that was the n64 it was cool uh so one, uh, yeah one uh, of the last games on there that's crazy yeah i um actually so i didn't have an n64 uh really so i didn't personally own it but i did know that i can say this with certainty although i can't give you names of who did um pretty much anyone i knew that had an n64 <laughs> had pokemon snap um yeah it was it, a really substantial title for i think for pokemon series overall because it was the first i don't i can't remember if it was the first of its of the particular spinoffs but it was definitely a big game in terms of taking that property yeah and do it completely different it's definitely uh, the oldest yeah. spinoff i know of and i definitely would say it's it, it's the most impactful spinoff maybe absolutely uh, yeah, especially it's at its uh, at its time you know because because yeah. it was the i again hey could be wrong but i think that was the first time you got to see w- these characters in three-dimensional like that like you because so, yeah. they were they were on the Game Boy, and then they yeah. had the anime. Um, exactly. But then Snap took them and made them, you know, three-dimensional. Yeah, it was, like, a really great way to see them in their natural environments, too. And I think that's a big part of what is so much fun about that game, is seeing all these Pokemon in their particular habitats, where you're seeing them in the jungle, and you're seeing them in this, like, volcano uh, area and then seeing them all on, on the beach and stuff and it really gives you a good sense of that world definitely and... cute as anything oh yeah it's adorable just, it's such a fun game seeing cute. like yep yeah and it's great because it's really great introduction to that series overall because it's been really fun to have like all of the pokemon snap sequels we've had and on so many systems over the years like we got pokemon snap 2 and 3 and 4 Oh wait, we didn't. Why haven't we gotten all of those games yet? I I would argue that I agree. Or why why that never got a port is beyond me. Unless you it's needed insane. like a special yeah. controller, which I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I mean, like, man, think about now on the Switch. That would be an amazing game. Oh yeah, like, and, and and I don't even know why I didn't. The Wii U had tons of N sixty four ports, so I can't believe yeah. it wasn't on there. And I would absolutely get it on the Switch. That's just yeah. super cute. And like I I uh so. I actually got the Let's Go Eevee Deluxe Switch Edition, like that. My console's the limited Switch. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have Let's Go Eevee. I would nice. definitely say, based off of what you're saying too, you know, like you got to see the Pokemon in their environment. I think yeah. some of the like three dimensional properties of Let's Go Eevee still takes that into account for the today. That's great. I got to check that out. I and I think it's it's a really cool way of kind of looking back and man, that's the first time. They tried something this ambitious, and seeing it connected to, especially a game like that, is uh, it's fascinating. It's it's to think about how far we, we've come and how great they look now. It's funny. I I was it, when you first said like, hey, do you know? What? I was like, I God, what came out in '99? I yeah. And my first thought was Pokemon, but I was like, wait, I think that was '98. And then you you brought you 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 came in there and brought in a different Pokemon that just. <laughs> You blew me out, man. You blew me out of the water. I, I love it. I love it so much. Pokemon I'm glad it worked Snap. out because I I said the title and I was immediately like, was that March? Did I did I mess that up? And I was like, March twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Good job. And I was like, yeah, it's one of those things you where you're reading the like the Wikipedia page like six times. Like I got this. Yeah, it was like was it released in Japan at first, and then it was like August of uh, in the United States. I was like, God damn. Ah, it still counts. We're fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it, but yeah, um, so that was twenty years ago in March, nineteen ninety nine. Would you like to see 
as we're making our way back to our present, do you want to make a stop off at March 2009? Sure. So I, March 2009, where were you? That's uh, This sounds like an interrogation. Where were you? On where March were you? Oh, we were Duh. still in high school. We were. And March 2009. March um, 5th. Do you know what came out? March, no, hit me. Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 5. All right. The so fifth that was, in the uh, Resident Evil series. The fifth, yeah. That was the, that that <laughs> uh, that had the blonde guy, right? Chris? So uh, Resident Evil 4 had, had the blonde guy, Leon. Ah. And then Chris was, Chris was in 5, though. Oh. But he had, like, black hair and the beard. Woo! See, I got part of that right. And it's, it's fascinating to look at Resident Evil 5's development, seeing how it came out in 2009. If you look at the first trailer shortly after Resident Evil 4, it's wildly different. Yeah. Not in terms, not in, not like wildly. I use that to, no, that's the wrong adjective, but it's not quite the concept they had for the first trailer. First trailer is a little more eerie, a little more creepy, and a little more about isolation, where the final game is a little more intense in terms of action and overwhelming you with these situations. So a great game, though, but different than what they had original pitched. And even the second trailer, which got a lot of controversy because it was uh, Chris as a white guy, just completely j- just uh, in a way that has not aged well. In some points, this trailer he he was just gunning down uh, all these zombies who were from who were African African people oh, that gosh. looked a little like it was a little it was a little rough. It was like um, it, was things, it was like everybody was like ooh, it's like. Oh, oh, a little sweaty. It was just like, ooh, uh, maybe we shouldn't have the guy with an AK-47 just, just like shooting down African people. It's like maybe let's uh, change that a little bit. It's uh, <laughs> this doesn't look great in hindsight, but they did a pretty good job. You you play as Chris Redfield with uh, his his partner. I'm blanking on her name because she was only in the one game, and I cannot remember for the life of me. But it was supposed to be. Be like she was also from Africa. Uh, she was from Africa, and she was supposed to be kind of the, uh, like his uh, kind of the the other part of it, where it's like his new partner. Okay. Um, and it's still a great game, particularly for co op. It's a great co op game if cool. you ever ever get a chance. And was that was that three sixty? Yes, that was uh, three sixty and PS three. Oh, nice, PSC. nice. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it was released. Not too long ago on PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, really? Uh, again, so if people have the chance, they can probably get that for pretty cheap at this point. Go check it out. <laughs> and we are back to our present timeline of 2019. Oh, yeah. we're back in 2019. All right, that's uh, fine. Yeah, no, we should probably go back. Yeah, probably change a few things. Yeah. Jack, go back, go back, go back, go back. Me next time. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, let, until until the portal comes back next time. Thanks for our flashback, Brandon. Of course happy to oblige and uh <laughs> do it um <laughs> so wrapping up our first podcast we have our last segment so yeah. we'll we'll usually try to end on a fun lighter you know more uh personal i guess thing so today's topic for that we're gonna go through our top five uh original video game characters with honorable mentions first if you have any so so brandon again if you have any honorable mentions just kind of list them off if you want to say like a one sentence why if not whatever um and say any and all that you got so uh honorable mentions i will say uh kratos from the new god of war 
Uh, in terms of his newer version of the character, a lot better than I would expect it. I didn't really think I would like the character as much, but they do a really great job with his personality and his redemption arc. Cool. So that is uh, one of my honorable mentions. Do you want to switch off or do you want to go? Now, just, just do all one? your honorable mentions and we'll switch off for the top five. Okay. Yeah, that works. Uh, honorable mention again will be uh, Frog from Chrono Trigger, who is a frog knight. And I love him. He's my son. Uh, Gotta get another that game. honorable mention. Yeah, it's a oh, fantastic. Love that game. Uh, another honorable mention. I will say Tracer from Overwatch because I really like that personality and what she brings to a game like that is very different than what you would consider for a multiplayer shooter. And I think it really livens up the personality of that entire game and what it is to be a first-person shooter, where it's a little more fun, a little more casual with it. And I think it's a really um, ambitious uh, thing. Might not be the right word, but in a in a a day and age where a lot of the protagonists or the almost mascots of games were just very angry and like <clears throat> disgruntled, kind of looking uh, protagonists, it's fun having someone who's a little more charming with yeah. that. Uh, honorable mention. Uh, another one would be uh, Sully from Uncharted series. Really great character, I think, is always a lot of fun to see uh, in, in, in terms of the game. It really He never really affects, affects the actual gameplay, but the way his personality is for the games are always a lot of fun and really brings a lot of humor to it, but also a lot of insight for what's going on in the story. He's always an integral part of all those games cool and i would say lastly uh honorable mention to flood from super mario sunshine the jetpack you use who has more passion personality than honestly a lot of video game characters <laughs> surprisingly so like for a jetpack that shoots water at you like yeah i he almost dies at the end of it and oh my god oh felt pretty bad oh yeah it god. was like pretty rough yeah it took me by surprise but he deserves it honorable mention perfect so is that is that it yeah that's um my honorable mentions all right so my honorable mentions uh first one goes out to laura croft uh she's a female indiana jones and i couldn't ask for more um (laughs) uh spyro the dragon um i I don't know why there's not more dragon video games and i don't know why there's not more spyros because he's awesome that's a good point yeah, like, just in general, like, more Dragon video games. Right? Anyway, so next one, uh, William Afton, the purple guy, and that is the villain in the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it's pretty oh, wow. complicated. I'm not going to go real into it, but basically, <laughs> if you like Five Nights at Freddy's lore, this is one creepy-ass dude who kills kids. Uh, very okay. cool original character. Um, next, Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed Ford Black Flag. Nice. Uh, yeah. He is one of the most badass pirates you could ever imagine. And he's perfect. And he's a pirate. Uh, last one, honorable mention, is uh, Mario from Mario Brothers. Uh, you got to throw Mario his credit where credit is due. Sorry you don't make it into my top five, but that's just my personal <laughs> opinions. Um, but he's Mario, you know. He's, you got the Italian plumber from Japan. Can't yeah. beat him. Except he did because he's not in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Uh, but yeah, all right. So top five, uh, Brandon, number five. 
Number five, I will have to go with Leon S. Kennedy from the Resident Evil series. In particular, uh, the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4, and Resident Evil 6 are his notable appearances in the series. And I love him as a character. He started off in Resident Evil 2 as a rookie cop, uh, Leon S. S. Kennedy. Then it went to Resident Evil 4, where he is working for the president uh, on kind of like Secret Service kind of team. That's amazing. Where he he is tasked to rescue the president's daughter. And he has a dope ass coat at the beginning of Resident Evil 4 that he gets stolen at one point. Still a little salty about that. (laughs) Uh, I also have gotten a coat that is pretty much the same look from that game that I like had wanted to get for at least like 13 years since that game came out. And I finally got it kind of recently. So doing pretty well for myself. There you go. That's and awesome. he was That's in awesome. Resident Evil 6, which is a very underrated game that I think is a lot of fun to play, and people don't like it, but I do. It's a great game. There you go. That's all that matters. That's a, Hey, in video games, you know, it's really... Do you enjoy it? If you enjoy it, yeah. that's all that matters. It's... And that's how it is, and that's how it should be. Good. Um, all right. My number five uh, is Galen Merrick. AKA the apprentice star killer from the force unleashed. Um, oh, wow. I, this, I, I felt like this was going to be a bit of a curveball, but I think the force unleashed is a very, uh, and you want to talk about games that some people don't like, <laughs> uh, force <laughs> unleashed is something that I thought was an extremely fun game. Uh, star killer was the apprentice, the main playable character. And he does everything with the force you've ever dreamed of as a star Wars fan. Uh, it's almost wow. sinful that he's not still canon to the Star Wars universe. I would love to see a movie based off this guy. Um, I, I just think his his rise as an apprentice of the Sith, complete difference from Jedi, which you're used to, it was just a really cool story. And I think this character was very, very fun to follow and play as. Damn. That's, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a good answer. I like that. He's probably my most, like curveball choice the others are going to be fairly there might be one or two that might surprise you but i like that i think that's one will surprise you because it's a um there's not too many characters in this series or too many games in this series that i could choose from but i'm gonna go with shell from the portal series notably portal and portal 2 and that's it literally those two games that's all they have but shell is the protagonist you play as and really, the avatar for what the, the the what the player is. Yeah. And she doesn't speak. Uh, there's not much communication that happens between you and any of the characters. The only uh, communication you can really make of from her is the fact that occasionally people will be insulted by how she doesn't talk. And <laughs> yep. there'll be times where you'll you know, you'll there'll be times where people will tell you to do something and you'll uh you'll do what you have to to continue through the level and the robots will be very salty with you in a way that's a lot of fun that is you can't really say anything back but what i like about the characters that you can project a lot of either what you're feeling or what the story is happening onto her and it's a really great way of handling a a game uh in, in terms of the the two games uh, a great way of 
um, that is really difficult in ter- in terms of propelling the plot forward without a game without a protagonist that doesn't speak. But they do it in a, an amazing way, and I think the way they handle it is they allow for all these other characters to have a lot of personality and to kind of put all this information onto you through uh, the use of voiceovers and kind of them talking to you in a way that you wouldn't really get if it was a full conversation. So it, and I think that's a great way. And there's a lot of really great moments that kind of show her personality in this way that you can take as either your actions or what the the game is telling you that Shell is actually doing. And it works really well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good choice. All right. Thank you. Uh, my number four, uh Master Chief Petty Officer John one one seven from Halo. Oh, that was gonna be yeah, that was I was considering that's a good choice. It's I you know, like it's it's hard because he doesn't have a face. Like he is a faceless character. His face is his armor, you know? But right. he still is a great character and he 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 is persevered through some of the worst now i never played halo 5 the last one i played was halo 4 i thought halos 1 to 4 were great games um and i love master chief i think he's always been cool i think he's always been a great character to have as a main protagonist and i really don't have much else to say other than i'd follow him anywhere nice would you follow him uh i can't remember all of green eggs and ham because i was gonna go go through that (laughs) would you follow him on a boat would you follow him on a train on a plane i i all those would i could i should i (laughs) but like like that's and i would not go in front of him because then i would be the one shot but i would follow him you'd be you'd be behind him and then you would be behind him he has to hide behind rocks to get his health back yeah that's how i Oh, that's how I played all the Halo campaign. Oh yeah, I I would always run in Rambo style, shooting everything, get my health down, run back, hide behind a rock till your health goes up, yes. and then do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Master that's Chief, a great, that's a great choice. I like Thank that you. a lot. Number three. So, number three, I will say, uh, this might be a early choice in terms of this character's development, but I think especially what we've seen from coming up in the game i think there's gonna be a lot more to her but it is ellie from the last of us oh i uh, i don't I, think that's a bad choice at all i mean just because you, you you still have a solid game with this character yeah oh you yeah. can only assume and it's gonna get better there's a lot yeah especially from everything we've seen with the sequel i think there's gonna be a lot more development and a lot more of a conflict for her especially to to work through that is going to be very fascinating and very compelling in terms of what we've seen from her before and what this means for her evolution. And especially up to this point where the... Because I think her character is, I think, a much more... I won't say much more compelling, but they're equally as compelling, but I think she has a lot of evolution over the course of the game where she is kind of seen as a kid at the Mm -hmm. beginning of it. And then by the end of it, she has to grow up very fast and know that the world is a harsh and scary place in this, in this game, especially. And it's, there's some sections where if you play the first game, 
it's not really a spoiler, but you do play as her, and it really changes the gameplay and in this way that really fits for that character, and it makes sense for for what's happening in in the actual narrative. But by the end of it, you feel a lot uh, for that character, especially one of my all time favorite uh, video game moments is actually when early on in the game when you're with Joel. Uh, there is a line that I heard offhandedly. I don't know if it happens for everyone, but they're walking through a house and she's looking at like a bookcase and she says like, she's really amazed by how many books there are. And she, she mentions, she's like, Oh man, I w- wish I could take all these with me, but I don't really have room in my bag. And it kind of broke my heart because it's a really great way of showing the, the privilege we have right now in our, in our world where at this point, uh, for them, the idea of like taking books with them to entertain themselves is a is not a possibility. Like it's going to be too much weight, and it's going to not fit in your bag for actual supplies that are going to help with survival. And that's very that's like that's kind of heartbreaking to me. Is that like a person who just wants the wants the the pleasure to read and simply isn't able to? Yeah, and I I remember that. That's it's. I love her character. Yeah. Great choice, man. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, no, so for two. me, uh, yeah. this is probably the last curveball that you may or may not know. Probably not. Is uh, <laughs> number three, Zach Fair from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Um, oh, wow. So. Good choice. Crisis, yeah. Uh, Crisis Core is the prequel to Final Fantasy VII, and Zach Fair is the main protagonist. You can say I'm a little biased with his name because it's awesome. Uh, but he is the one that teaches Cloud, who is the blonde-haired, spiky-haired guy everyone knows from Final Fantasy VII. Now, I like Zack more than Cloud because I think Cloud is a little uh, boring, bland as a character. Like, not yeah. too much, like, um, like attachment, emotion, character development. Kind of the same thing with Link. Like, Link's cool, but he doesn't really have much development, you know, to Link. Right. Um, Zack, on the other hand, is this guy who trains to be a soldier. He trains to be a warrior for, like, it's not clear, like, if it's a, his city or whatever. But he's doing what he thinks is noble. And he's following his, his you know, teacher. And they find out together, basically, that they're not fighting the right cause. They're on the wrong side of the fight. And right. it tears them apart. Like when they're trying to figure out what do you do? Like, who do you follow? Do you do what you've been doing or do you 180 your whole life? Um, wow. And I, I'm going to straight up spoiler this. So, Crisis Core spoilers if you want to skip like a minute ahead. But uh, so he's the main protagonist you play as, and he right. eventually finds and saves Cloud from capture or something. And they're going to kill him and Cloud because they're on the run. And he sacrifices himself so Cloud can escape, which is why Cloud goes on to fight in Final Fantasy VII. And the game ends with you taking on waves of bad guys until you die. Oh my god! And it's like it's it's yeah it's That's it's amazing actually. It's it's and it was a this is a PSP game. I'm telling you, the PSP <laughs> was one of the greatest systems. Um, but yeah, it was it was heart wrenching. That was the first Final Fantasy game I ever fully finished, and like. I yeah. that blew my mind when that happened. I thought that's that was wild. insane. Yeah. So that's Zach amazing. Fair. I really, I really like cool. Premise too. Really cool character. 
uh, especially for a character like that, you you kind of assume like whenever you're playing as like Final Fantasy character, I, I like that conflict of just questioning even like questioning the authority and the reason why you're fighting for something, and that's a great premise and idea for especially a JRPG, which are usually black and white, very much like good versus evil, like mm-hmm. we're we are uh, on this mission to save the world. It's great to have a different uh, idea that's a, 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 for a conflict like that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Like uh, so yeah. he's he's one that's of those. A really good choice. Yeah. He stuck with me through this whole time. I think Crisis Core came out in like I want to say 2008, something like that. Like it's it's wow. been a while. Yeah. I I kind of really hope they release a port of it or like it's I don't know. I'd love to replay it somehow. But yeah. So. Number two, Grand. Right. Number two, I'm gonna go with. Not really surprised here, but I'm gonna go with, with Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Nice. Uh, it's. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think especially what I like about the character, not only because of the masterful movie that he's a big part of, and probably has some of my favorite scenes in that movie. Which, if you haven't seen it, you really should watch it. It's a masterpiece. And I think what I like especially about the character is recent trailer for the new Mortal Kombat 11. You thought I was done talking about that game. Oh, no. <laughs> We're coming back to it. Uh, what I really like appreciate about that trailer especially is showing his evolution as a character. Where, as you saw from he's talking to himself and you see him, he's talking about how like uh, you know, he started off as an actor and also a... <clears throat> martial artist but the whole thing is supposed to be like he does his own stunts and he's also really good at fighting but he's a bit of a like he's a you know he's pompous a little bit like he's very glamorous in how he presents himself but what i like is that there's a through line of he's like one of the few characters you can follow throughout the Mortal combat series where other characters such as Liu kang who started off as the protagonist in for all, all intents all intents and purposes was kind of changed into being an evil, like zombie, uh, undead kind of um, overlord at this point. And it's but it, and it's cool seeing a character like Johnny Cage, who was kind of off to the side, become the uh, he's kind of like the moral center of this whole series, where he's had to learn how to he like he's given up his uh, his acting career to to to, to be with uh, Sonya Blade, and they have a kid. And, it, and like at first it doesn't it, it doesn't work out, but in Mortal Kombat X, there's a big storyline where they kind of they kind of uh, rekindle that relationship, and it's really cool to see how this character understands the world is bigger than him, and he has to give up certain parts of himself because he really does want to be with this person, and it it's really cool seeing that over the over the course of the time where it's a very long series and a character who you can follow throughout that is not something you have in a lot of franchises that's awesome that's thank you mortal Kombat. i'm excited <laughs> i'm gonna get you to play it one one way or another oh I'm sh- i bet yeah just, just <laughs> give just give it to me um so now we got number one cool uh so my five. number two. Oh, number two yeah oh. my number two is Ezio Auditore da Frenze from Assassin's nice. Creed 2. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say 2 and Revelations and Brotherhood, whatever. Ezio Auditore 
is oh my god first of all hands down best assassin we've played as um i don't really well that's something we could talk about in a different podcast but Assassin's Creed as a series it was good it's kind of okay now but Ezio Auditore was pure peak Assassin's Creed like this yeah. guy i mean i mean you're talking about a character with he came from uh he, he was wealthy he didn't give a crap about anyone but himself he has everything taken from him. He wants revenge. And then he grows up realizing that everything's not about revenge, but it's still about having order. And he's just – this guy This guy goes through life, man. You get to play his life. And it's really fun. And it's really cool. And, hey, he's a stand-up man. He is, he is, yeah. the, he is a cool dude and super cool, badass. Uh, like I said, honestly – that's peak Assassin's Creed. Perfect, perfect Assassin's Creed right there. And uh, that too was awesome. That's a great choice, especially uh, for the, the whole series. You really get a good sense of who he is through all three games and his whole life. And especially I love how in two, uh, in particular, you get to play as him from a young man to... He, he's like middle-aged by the end of that game. Yep. yep. In a way that I really like because it really shows you how long... He, he he will uh continue his mission for like his like yeah the uh actual <laughs> revenge that he's on and that how long it really takes him to get to this point and what the revolution what the resolution of that storyline what like the the form it takes i think is very mature and it's a different idea of, of what you would expect because i like how it starts off as him being a very angry young man to transforming into a more mature uh experienced person who understands the world a little bit more yeah like you see him grow up and like learn as a as a human being like like you're you're just right yeah exactly he goes from like i don't know his exact age but he's like 15 to like 35 or 40 like yeah it's crazy it's it's entire this guy's and it's a great game it's a great character i love him and i will say at the end of two his beard game on oh point, my god on pretty point. good <laughs> it's I'm pretty jealous of it oh yeah oh yeah uh, i'm jealous anyway, of that man so, for a lot of reasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean his his cardio at that age at at, at uh at the time he he gets to and you want to talk about revelations i mean he's dude's still yeah. jumping off buildings and he's like, yeah, dude's 60. like 60 yeah yeah pretty good pretty good so should we get to number one number one can, we, uh, can i get a drum roll drum roll brandon's number one number one number one number one we have samus aran from the metroid series wow all right i like it i like it my favorite uh video game character it's something where i've always liked the idea of her uh, samus and her aesthetic is very appealing to me for someone who loves sci-fi but particularly in terms of i love the alien series and that's a big part of what they took for the metroid uh, franchise and what the look of it was supposed to be it's very much this cold uh 70s kind of sci-fi to it but kind of put through nintendo filter so you have this way of you can't go full like alien have have uh these you know these species like jumping out of people's chests and stuff but you you get that same isolation and 
this feeling of like oppressive uh, like alien planet where you have this way of especially through the gameplay feels like you're the only one there and you're going to be on this mission and you can only count on yourself I think that works especially well for all the games they've uh, had her had her as a character where even uh, Metroid 1 is pretty good but I like Super Metroid a little bit more where it's a great uh, first of its kind where you, you get this like huge map and you kind of get a good sense of what's happening throughout the game and what is important uh, in terms of items and all this stuff. And you really got to focus on all that stuff. And the, the way they were able to transition then into the 3D uh, environment for games with Metroid Prime and that series was astounding to me because it's you take those same aesthetics of isolation and metroidvania kind of uh, style and the gameplay but you to you put it to a first person perspective and it changes a lot of things but you keep a lot of those same elements and it's something i like a lot about not only that series but her as a character that's showing like that you can really take someone like that and kind of put her in different situations and what it means for uh, her is really cool uh, to me and there was a great uh, at one point they were going to do a Metroid comic series uh, through I think Archie comics similar to the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, series but it never worked out but I have my fingers crossed I think because I think Metroid is a super cool universe I think it could come really back cool stuff yeah so that's my number one with a bullet. hell of a pick Hell of a pick. Thank you. I'm very impressed. I did not see that coming at all. I I have nothing to say. I'm like, I'm, I've been watching this GIF over and over again for the last, like, I don't know, how Are long? You still, I'm I feel sorry. like it's, like, mesmerizing. Yeah, it's just like... Well, on that note, I'm going to go into the most obvious number one ever. <laughs> uh, yes, my number one pick for my favorite video game character of all time is Sora from Goofy. Kingdom Hearts. Um, I know, shocking. Uh, but but Sora... I'm going to... I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say why. Uh, so Sora starts off in Kingdom Hearts 1 as this most naive, gullible, fun little kid who just wants to hang out with his friends. And through the events that happen, that is the series of games, he has to learn to <laughs> grow up and help others. And he – it's interesting because it's almost it, – it's, it's parallel and different from why you described why you like Ellie. Ellie goes through these mature changes she has to do, and it hurts, you know? Like, it's this dark story. Sora's kind of the opposite, because he has to go through these events where his friends are being kidnapped, his family is lost, like, and he's he's going through, and he's it's maturing him, but the whole time, he's still trying to meet new friends, and he's still trying to remember his friends, and be hopeful, and he's just a happy kid, and honestly, like, it's ironic, because for a series that's caused me a lot of grief over the years, it, it really <laughs> emphasizes on, you know, that, that hope, and friendship, and just kind of trying to be happy, and I like that, and it's, it's, there's a lot of dark characters in that series, and there's a lot of more interesting characters for sure but you know having someone who's just someone that enjoys life 
something good to look up to. And sometimes that's the way it feels. Damn. Well put. Yeah, so I mean, gotta love my gotta love my best boy. Best boy Sora. <laughs> Respect. Right. I like it. Yeah, that's a it's a good one to to um go out on. Thanks. Um well yeah, so top five characters. Uh I think I think that's a sewed. That's 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 the episode, folks. Uh so thank you for listening. This is our April twenty nineteen episode of Caffeine Co op. Uh I'm Zach. And I'm Brandon. And again, thanks for listening. We'll see you in May. See you next Q time. exit. <laughs>